This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a very interesting episode as we are discussing active learning in relation to sleep, sedentary behavior, and physical activity measurements. And we have a great guest for this episode. She has done her bachelor and master's degree at Nova School of Science and Technology in Portugal and her PhD in Biomedical Engineering in the University of Twente. Then she has worked at Rossing Research and Development Center in Netherlands for eight years, coordinating and managing EU research projects related to e-health. She's been also teaching courses on physical activity, digital health, and virtual coaching at the University of Twente. She has acted as a board member for five years in International Society for the Measurement of Physical Behavior. And a while ago, she started as a chief customer officer at Fibian. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Miriam Caprita. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much, Oli, for the introduction. Nice to have you. So, so we've been developing the new Fibian Student Lab. Uh, earlier, our products have been mainly, the Fibian products have been used in research projects, but we started to get feedback from from different uh, lecturers that they have been using uh, our products in teaching and in student theses. And they, they found it that they are easy to use because it's it's pretty simple, no, no buttons and easy. So we started to think that how could we create a simple package that you could use in, in teaching, in active active learning and how to make it uh, good good value for money. So we have put together in one Phoebean student lab package, the Phoebean sleep, Phoebean circadian and sitting and activity analysis. So you can you can actually uh, measure many things and it should be so easy to use that you, you can actually use it also in, in the studies. I remember when I was I was teaching in applied sciences that you are really nervous before you have the go, go to teach with the students because yeah, you need to go and open the PC like seven minutes before because when you log in, it's loading and then you need to uh, open the installed software and it's only one computer, you don't have any backup. And then it's maybe you had maybe you had the Bluetooth, which back then was much more unstable. Now, now the Bluetooth is quite reliable. And if you had an unstable Bluetooth, it was like headache. You were really nervous that does this work? The students are waiting there and then you are trying to connect it. And I think many people who are teaching uh, hands-on things, they know the feeling that you need to prepare. And, and also, if, if you don't fully remember that it's complicated to use, you need to go and check maybe day before that, all right, I needed to click this. I make a new project. I need to give the background information. I need to do this. And then the data goes here. I need to open with this software. And and it's super super complicated so we are we are glad to have a have a product with which should go with uh, past all of these and 
yeah, there's no no need to install software. Students can use it with the with any device, with PC, Mac, Android phone, iOS phone. So they are those are working in the cloud. So it should be should be very easy to use. And if we go a little bit to how to use it, how do you Miriam see for from your background from teaching that what are the different ways that you can use use this uh, student lab lab package? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about about this product because it comes uh, it comes really close to my uh, to my experience. Uh, I've uh, I've used uh, in the past and was not like a package or a sensor from here and then these and then that and then you said you are really literally crossing your fingers. Like, I hope everything works every time um, and then next year the old story repeats as you very well. It's exactly my experience. So I, uh, I think this, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about, about this, uh, this new product and, uh, and I see a very, um, broad, uh, ways that, that it could be useful. Uh, uh, we could talk about, uh, uh, the, the pure, uh, or the more bio signal, the, the, the signal analysis, uh, studies. So more measure and look at the raw data because that's one of the things that, that we can, uh, we can get with this, uh, this product. Look at the raw data, do the signal analysis, signal processing. Um, so more for that, that part of the, um, the study, study programs. But also when we move towards the more healthcare related, to uh, the, not only the measurement to understand the physical behavior, physical activity, sleep, but also more in the interventional sides to, to design of the behavior change techniques. And then, for example, if you combine uh, with questionnaires or if you look at the motivation. So how do you design um, interventions that, that motivate people to, to change their physical activity or sleep habits? Um, for example, that, that is, uh, is critical and to understand one size doesn't fit all, uh, also. Um, especially, uh, for example, uh, that's another particular or another thing that I think is, is relevant. Uh, you can do as a individual assignments, but also as group assignments and see that different groups come to different strategies to motivate physical activity. So we can, we can go very much in uh, in that direction and something that of course uh, from your background you know much more even if uh, or if if this in this case the study program the teacher wants to use the the Fibion reports that are very complete and just use it as a way to um to do the the coaching uh to communicate but that you for sure can tell much more than than I do uh, so more for health or for fitness professionals. So it's, I think that's also something that we should say. It's, uh, we talk a lot about the academic, the, the university students, because I think that's also what you and me relate more to, but it could be used in a much broader range, um, of uh, trainings, even we'll call it students. Yeah. And in, in our earlier recordings about active learning, we, we discussed that how is it important for different health and fitness professionals that they have actually seen the raw signal, they see how the results are calculated, maybe they compare sensor in a wrist, sensor in a thigh, and actually understand that there are differences, they understand how the differences come about, and they are critical for anything, then anything, even if they haven't measured this certain thing that they come, they understand that 
uh, there's algorithms behind there's many things that that affect so maybe we start a little bit from the kind of more from the technical side that what you can do and then go a little bit more more in the in the practical side so so the system is measuring raw three axle acceleration signal and that's that's a basis for many measurement technologies it's very easy to measure and you can actually analyze many things because you get the orientation towards the gravitation so you can get the orientation of the sensor this is for example when you analyze uh, sitting standing walking you can detect what is the sensor of the orientation of the sensor and you can analyze those things so how, how would you as a as a biomedical engineer how what kind of things you could teach with the raw accelerometry for bio biomedical engineers what what kind of classes you would, would have yeah, I, I see this very much in the in the in the signal analysis uh, so detection, activity detection, for example. Um, also, um, if we are going more into the, let's say, coding, you could uh, ask students to to try to do their own um, uh, activity or intensity detection and then use, because you have the raw data, use open source algorithms to compare the results. There are a lot of open source algorithms, so that's also something it's see, okay, these were my results. These are the results I get from validated algorithms. And then, of course, always with the critical thinking, why is it different? Because most likely it will be different, let's be honest. So why is the, um, what is the the difference? Yeah, I, I think that's that's it. And then you can, you can go from very controlled lab type studies that you have really a, um, a protocol from, uh, uh, sit and stand 10 times and then stop and then you know all the these type of uh, of uh, studies to more real world um uncontrolled environments and uh, and then try to detect um or positions or intensities or whatever uh, you want to do so it's it, it gives really a broad range of uh, of opportunities for technical students and and uh, especially to get the raw data in an easy way i think that's that's it because normally the the rougher you go the, like if you really want to go to the raw data it means <laughs> to have more complex devices and more complex systems yeah and basically you can you can for example wear the device on the wrist so you can analyze physical activity, you can analyze sleep, you can have it on the waist, on center of mass. So it's it's uh, for biomechanical applications, you could do, for example, counter movement jumps, you could analyze the jump height from the flight time, you could have it on left and right leg, so you could uh, compare symmetry between left and right side, maybe with the patient population that have, have problems between between sides or something as easy as or easy easy but as obvious uh, i think it's always one of the first examples the the difference if you use the wrist the dominant and non, non-dominant wrist that is something that i think is very easy to understand uh, for everyone and um and see what, what's the difference in uh, in the signal if you use or two sensors or one first in one hand and then in the other hand 
Uh, that's uh, or the optimal placement of the sensor. That's also something that's very often. Uh, uh, if you want to detect cycling, what is the optimal placement uh, placing of the sensor? And and basically, how do you then do this in the class? We said that you might be nervous with some devices. With this is that you have a you have a device which doesn't have any any buttons. So it's a very small device, waterproof device. You give the device to students. They can go with even with their smartphone just to web address. They will have the login code. They click. They can click in the cloud start measurement, and they will see the data coming there. They can. They can download the raw data. They can start analyzing. So there's no need to have the lab computer. Students can use their own computer. All of them can access the same data that, uh, for example, one person is just wearing the device. And you could have that the student is doing, for example, certain activities of daily living, and other students can already start analyzing that data. So it, it's also very fast to to get access to data. So, so that's that's about the raw acceleration signal that you can you can do. If we go a little bit more into more practical, that you don't need to code yourself, so you can you can measure uh, sleep rest activity rhythms uh, with the circadian system. You can measure when it's time worn. You can measure sedentary behavior and physical activity. When it's on the wrist, you can do classic sleep actigraphy for for sleep um, what what kind of ideas you would have for teaching to use use these what would be the kind of practical classes you could you could come up with this kind of measurements i think it's uh, i mean you have a lot of ideas the first one that pops up my mind when you you ask is um um breaking off sedentary periods for example, because I think it's something that all students uh, or most students relate to. Uh, so to detect the sedentary periods, and then it depends, of course, if you go to the raw data or if you go to not raw, but steps. So from which point is sedentary and to detect uh, that, or if you already have the sedentary period can also be, so it depends uh, where you are. But when do you send a prompt or a nudge to, to move? Um, how would you do it? Is it better to do it at the moment or to do it at the end of the day? Uh, you So we go more to the intervention, to the behavior change side. Today you were sitting for uh, seven hours, um, try to do uh, more tomorrow. So in this case of interventions or the other side to uh, promote more physical activity and what type of activity, if it's the light, if it's the the moderate or vigorous uh, activity that's, that you can do. Um, how do you do it? That's, I think, for my side, but that's, of course, my expertise, the, uh, the behavior change techniques. How do you do it and to which person, to which group? Uh, the way that you motivate someone who is already active is different than the way you should mod or that someone gets motivated is not active at all. So how do, do you do that? So that kind of uh, design of interventions, yeah, I, uh, I think it's uh, create awareness or change. When you go to, to more clinical, to more healthcare, not clinical, to more healthcare side, is those are the two. And of course, create awareness is all, most often with the, with the idea of, uh, of change, um, of motivating change. But those are, um, uh, those are the, 
the things or even detect patterns also and that can both with the raw data or with already processed data because you can do that from the raw but also that uh, on Mondays you are the least active so detect which days of the week or which times of the day the people are less active that is the kind of it's a data analysis but it's a soft let's put it this way soft data analysis um if we don't go into very complex, of course, you can make it as complex as you want. Uh, but that you can also do for more else uh, studies. Mm. And of course, it might be, it depends what, what you are studying. If you're studying, for example, public health or something, it might be quite simple. They don't need to go to the raw data. And basically, if you, if you do some teaching with the behavior change, so interventional, that's also very easy to use. Um, participants can just wear the device on their pocket, front pocket of the trousers, for example, one day, uh, then you just get the link uh, to to report and it can be opened with any any device, just with, the, with any web browser. And then you see graphical results that I used to share and students could, for example, give feedback to each other. They would get the experience of giving how, how do you how do you have the tact of giving feedback for example that somebody has negative results there's a lot of sedentary behavior not much physical activity so it's important to get the experience that it's it might be very challenging you need to you need to prepare how do you how do you talk to people how do you how do you take how, how do you check all the time that how are they getting the feedback you can look their cues at the same time when giving feedback and and then then fine-tune the the feedback so those, those can be used uh uh it, with the behavior change change things and do you have any any other points that you want to want to bring in in this no, I think that another group of uh, students that we also talked in the part one of the, the podcast, um, the media, more media students, uh, if you want to integrate, if you are designing an app or software uh, to promote well-being health, let's leave it as broad as possible, uh, that you can uh, very um, uh, easily integrate with an uh, API and to get access to the data and use the data in your own uh, app that you are developing and now thinking about, I don't know, multimedia students and uh, programming, um, front-end, back-end programming, uh, mobile app development. That's, that is also uh, a possibility. Um, and then what we uh, we mentioned earlier, better if you have, that's amazing, if you have a group with students from these different backgrounds, that uh, one is, is, is looking at the raw signal, the the other one, the more care professional designing the interventions. And you mentioned the, the report, but you can also compare, okay, this is what I detected from the patterns. And then how does it compare to the Fibian report um, and use both sorts of data? And then how would you use that or the media students would use that in an own app created by this, uh, with the knowledge from the group? Then you have uh, the combination yeah, yeah, they're very good points. Uh, if you have like media students, someone who might want to develop apps, so there's API in the product, so you can actually bring results with the easy, easy commands and get the, the results in JSON, JSON format. And, and I think now we discussed about, uh, 
teaching and not to be nervous when you go teaching that you know that it would work then if we think about students doing thesis and you are the supervisor what what do you do you want basically you want that you don't need to work too much because you don't want to be like guiding all the analysis steps because of course students if it's difficult to analyze the data they don't know they are first time having the having the data so easier you get the results from the from the product that the students are using less work it will be for the supervisor and and yeah usually professors lecturers are actually very busy so there's not much time to to supervise the really how to analyze how to go to details and maybe for this if you if you use this this student lab package uh, for example with Phibian research you get right away an excel with the results there's nothing you can you need to do you just click and you have the file and then you can basically just analyze pre and post for example sitting time and you get the results so it's it's very easy for the for the supervisor and we have we have a couple of customers who started using it with students and now they keep ordering more because it's it's so simple and they can do many kind of designs you can do behavior change things you can do do uh, different intervention basic things to to study uh, experimental setup so yeah i think it's very important to think like your your workload when the students are doing thesis definitely also because in uh, in thesis you it's not just the support that you give to the student in analysis, but it can also be that the subject of the research of the student uh, is someone else. I don't know. I'm just thinking about students I supervise that uh, did research with uh, uh, older adults. So the students are the ones that will have for you as well, but the first contact with, with the research subjects. So you want to, as much, and of course, depends on the student, depends on the level, but that students can do it autonomously without, as you said, reduce your uh, your workload, but still have confidence that things will work well. Uh, so the more complex the system is, more likely the student will need your help for then helping the the study participant. So that is also, uh, you, you want to have a trustworthy and easy that also the student without using the device that much maybe uh, they or they should try themselves for a couple of weeks but then they are confident enough to be the ones teaching or helping the research subjects using the system yeah very good point so i think it's a uh, it's it is a uh, this vivian student lab is a package that you can really use it in many different ways you can measure many different signals you can you can have at least dozen different different courses with it and like like we said it's very easy to use very simple should be reducing the the stress of the lecturer you know that it, it will work and also making the thesis work easier and it's it's a simple simple to purchase package that that provides all of those things in one package so if you if you're interested in, you can learn more at vibion.com forward slash student lab together, uh, the student lab. And if you want to have more information, Miriam can provide. So how, how do people reach you, Miriam? Yeah, with uh, my email, miriam.cabrita, C-A-B-R-I-T-A at fibion.com. Yeah. So, yeah. So if anyone is interested, uh, let, let Miriam know, check the website and we are, we are glad to give, give more information. 
we we've been spending quite a bit of time of developing this and it's nice if people people find value in this uh thanks for miriam for this this recording about active learning and about vpn students thank you thanks for joining us this week on physical activity research podcast if you like the show make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on twitter this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support if you found value in the show we would really appreciate a rating on apple podcast or whichever app you use or if you would in a real old school way simply tell a friend about the show it would be a great help for us we have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes so be sure to tune in thank you all for your support and have a great day